0: This episode of Weed & Grub is brought to you by Quinn.
1: Quinn is an alt-cannabinoid brand that offers real THC products, everything from edibles to vapes, and they ship to all 50 states.
0: Wait, what? How do they do that? Oh, I'll answer that for myself. Well, they can do that because their THC products are all extracted from hemp.
1: All their products are third-party tested, and they use pure, clean ingredients to give you a quality buzz.
0: So check out Quinn online and use our promo code, Weed and Grub at checkout to get 25% off your next order.
1: Visit myquin.com, that's M Y Q W I N.com, and use code Weed and Grub at checkout to get 25% off Quinn's edibles, vapes, concentrates, and more.
0: If you live in one of the 50 states, get some Quinn.
1: Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Okay, so I wanted to start out right up top talking about this awesome new launch of a delivery service for Mendocino farmers uh, to get their product to market. Those Mendocino growers who I went up and talked to for the story I wrote?
0: For Rolling Stone. Yeah,
1: a bunch of them have gotten together and they've launched this initiative. It's called the Mendocino Cannabis Shop and it is live. Right now, you can go check out their uh, website or on Instagram, and it's got 20 Mendocino-based cannabis farmers who are um, selling their weed in the Sacramento Delivery Service. It's awesome. They are available at mendocinocannabis.shop, and it's uh, Farmer Direct, and it's like all that beautiful craft cannabis from Mendocino, and you can go and sample it for yourself.
0: That's so cool because that that is great weed. So they just took it upon themselves to... Be like how are we going to get it into people's homes well yeah. we're going to just deliver it directly to them
1: direct from small family farms they're uh, billing it as cannabis with a conscience and they are licensed and they've found a way to you know kind of get around some of these oppressive regulations that you know california like when we were talking uh, last week about how, uh, you know, a lot of these small farmers can't afford the retail licenses to get their product to market and they're just relying, they're having to rely on distributors and so on. So this is an opportunity for these small farmers to partner up and get their cannabis directly into this delivery service and then reap hopefully the majority of the profits, which they so richly deserve. Yeah, they do. So it's
0: distribute yourself, believe in yourself. Yeah. That's great.
1: It's headed up by uh, just a bunch of great people. Michael Katz is the executive director of the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance and he sent me on the info. So shout out Michael doing great work. And um, to all of the amazing farms who are included, like I got to speak to some of these uh, folks from farms like uh, Flying Tiger Farm, Laughing Farm, Lost Paradise Organics, uh, Pacific Cultivation, Radical Herbs are really awesome, too. There's, I mean, too many on here to mention, but oh, I will give a special shout-out to the Bohemian Chemist. Ooh. I visited their uh, operation, and, I mean, it's kind of heaven on earth. So it's just, it's it's great news.
0: Their flower is incredible
1: that watermelon rancher is something else what huh? the fuck so man. delicious and that's the thing about outdoor sun grown too is i think you know so many people think of that like you know really beautiful frosty hydro that's you know untouched by any of the elements really it's it's the best because it packs such a punch and it's you know so high in thc and everything but this outdoor sun grown with the like full biodynamic profile that you have from the the earth that it's grown in and then the sun is like it it really is pretty magical and it's a different kind of experience i love it
0: Dang, I want that delivered here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> bring that to me. Got to go to Sacramento, or just check out MedicinoCannabis.shop, and you can, you know, figure out how you can get some for yourself.
0: Oh, wait a minute, am I going to be in Sacramento on 420, performing at the Punchline in Sacramento with you and Allie Lou, and maybe a delivery service should get involved? Yo,
1: ding, 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 that's all right. This was just a lead into us doing a show on 420 in Sacramento. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the longest ad. Yeah. No, no, no. But this is great. I yeah. don't, want, I don't want to plug on the back end of something this fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll come through, in, and when you're in Sacramento, get some of this beautiful, delicious Mendocino cannabis, and then also come and see your show and laugh your ass off because it's going to be a ridiculous amount of fun
0: it will be can i yeah. also shout out uh santa cruz while we're at it because uh somebody brought me some really nice gifts to my headlining set in santa cruz and i brought them to show you because i know you're not on social media right now so you right. didn't see all of my posting about it but check this out you're ready for some gifts for us
1: i am ready to see what uh, what you've brought in this giant bag it's kind of like a it's, it looks like the uh, suitcase from the um Fantastical Beasts of, I'm like, I'm expecting Oh, a Eddie whole, Redman's yeah.
0: Fantastic Beast Box. a Bunch
1: of creatures to come flying <laughs> out of there. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I, somebody brought me a phoenix... Awesome. Uh,
1: Cerebus. If you want to take Bobo with you when you go and just <laughs> put him in there, because that guy is a problem.
0: Yeah, Bobo would be the fantastic beast ruler of them all. You're <laughs> so right. Yeah. Yeah, not the huge like onyx or whatever the fuck it would be called. It would be like this tiny bobo vicious yep. monster. So check these out. Um so this guy brought me this. It's homegrown.
1: Oh my gosh. Wow, this is beautiful. Mm, let me pop it open. Wow. Really, really nice
0: dude. He was like, "Check it out." Uh, nice I don't want notes. to shout out his name because okay. obviously not. Um How and then kind. he gave me these very tiny, tiny, tiny brownies and he said, "Just take one."
1: Oh. Just be careful.
0: Just take one.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Some medical grade Santa Cruz brownies. I mean, that's like, that's the heart of the movement, right? Like, the the, the people in, in that part of the world are the ones who um, started the movement that gave us what we have today. So, if you are given a magical brownie bite from one of those people, that's like that's like getting LSD from the Sunshine family, man. There you go, man. <laughs> Fucking right. Exactly. Exactly. From, from <laughs> the eternal brotherhood. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I felt very, very, very blessed to um, have this person come up to me. And then also um heard that I liked Sam Cooke
1: okay which
0: I do yeah and so burn me a greatest hits from Sam Cooke
1: oh, CD what? as well how you nice got is a that Sam Cooke CD burn specially for you that warms all the cockles of the heart all the cockles yeah like oh man that's that's so good name a cockle it's warm yeah all yeah. cockles fully all. warmed <laughs> every cockle warmed <laughs> if you vote for me I promise I will warm your cockles also I have a recipe for cockle soup <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: exactly well what up Mary Jane how's it
1: going Mike really
0: really well welcome to weed and grub everyone this is a podcast about comedy cannabis cooking culture calling shit out
1: and uh, cook really like cooking 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 yeah real cooking yeah actual cooking with a chef (laughs) an amazing chef
0: Rome is awesome yeah our guest this week felt very blessed to have him on
1: oh so it was just so cool to catch up with him and hear about his journey from yeah from from then until now, I yeah. don't want to, no spoilers.
0: No spoilers, and don't skip ahead. We got a lot to talk yeah, about on this we intro.
1: Oh well, yeah, what are we gonna get into first?
0: Well, I mean, we have to get to the news, but before we do, I I wanted to uh, shout out Quinn because we were talking about hemp right before this. Because at, at first, the guy who gave me that homegrown, yeah. I thought it was hemp. Yeah, because it looks because not- it's kind of
1: loose and it's yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's definitely like the home homegrown outdoor. Homegrown. It looks different. It looks different. That's not what you're used to. Not at
0: all. Because at first I was like, what am I going to do with this? This looks like weird shake. And I'm grateful,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but I'm never going to try it. But this, I got to be honest, just because it doesn't look like what I would get in the stores or what uh, what the um, smoothness of the cannabis... Uh, companies are trying to get through right now. Right. Like you know? the
1: manicure on something isn't doesn't actually always speak to what the product is. I really think, well you know, said. you really learn that. Like just like the best looking food on Instagram isn't going to be the most delicious.
0: Man, I can't tell you how many times I've seen like a unicorn colored grilled cheese and uh. been like, I bet that tastes like fucking shit. Absolute man. ass. Absolute <laughs> ass.
1: <laughs> and can I yeah, can I just say I am I accidentally reactivated my Instagram totally by mistake, but I am taking a month off social media and I'm probably going to be talking about it on here because I don't know what else to do and I don't know what's happening so I'm going to be like Mike what's happening in the real world you know yeah I'll tell you know Batman
0: right is three hours long oh it I I thought the but last I saw, it, I saw it with you oh that's right so I don't need to tell you well we should talk a little bit about it no spoilers because you were you felt one way and I felt another.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I do want to talk about it, but you were going to mention Quinn first.
0: I was going to mention Quinn first. We're all over the map. I love Quinn and I just love that they are able to deliver to all 50 states. So if you're in a state where like you can't actually get what you're looking for? If you can't get yet. that
1: Mendocino sun-grown outdoor beautiful cannabis. You
0: can get Quinn, and Quinn is a dynamite product. And thank you to everyone who has gotten Quinn so far by using our coupon code Weed and Grub, because uh, hopefully, not only did you love what you ordered, but also you're supporting a very small business that is um, trying to do big things.
1: Yeah, and it's really neat. You know, the, so the the whole thing with cannabinoids sourced from hemp is really fascinating, as everyone is looking to see if federal regulators are actually going to institute a nationwide cannabis policy cuz so basically under the 2018 farm bill we've talked about it a bunch on here hemp which is uh, less than 0.3% THC, was legalized. And now they're extracting these cannabinoids. This actually Delta 9, which is the same as the cannabinoid, the regular THC that you find in cannabis, from hemp. And so because it's extracted from hemp, it's legal for sale in all 50 states. But it's this really interesting time in this sort of gray market because it hasn't been approved by the FDA. And when federal regulators do come online to regulate hemp and cannabis it'll be a really interesting time for companies like this so it's just like an interesting time to watch these like scrappy startups kind of figure out a way to get product to people in all 50 states who want access to you know cbd and thc products but they can't necessarily have them because of their state regulations like if you live in nebraska you know i'm not sure what the regulations are on hemp products there but you should be able to order quinn
0: you could absolutely order quinn or You can um, go get something weird behind the dumpster from a guy like me when I was 18. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: I would order Quinn. I would order Quinn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I would have totally taken Quinn into the movie theater last night when we watched Batman because, man, I needed something to take the edge off. I can't believe you didn't...
0: Like, Joker sucked. And so I walked into the Batman with no expectations because I feel like I was sold a uh, bill of goods on the Joker. Right. And this, I I enjoyed the second half of it.
1: You know, it was, I. we came out of that, I came out so hot under the collar and I yelled about it all the way home. And then, um, you know, went to bed and got some sleep and woke up feeling a little better. But then I was talking to my best friend, Allison, in Montreal, just, t- just swapping texts. And I was like, okay, I know you saw it. I also saw it, what did you think? And she said, she loved it. She loved it. So we're no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, geez. (laughs) Because I was
1: so
2: mad about it.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. But I think more than anything, it's a great indicator um, of how things hit you when you're at different places in your life, right? And I'm just like in this kind of like period of like why I deactivated all my social media. I'm in a period of like rest and reflection because it's an upsetting time in the world and I just need a a moment to sort of like pause and breathe. And that movie kind of tapped into the upset, like a, a lot of the sort of turmoil that I am like... Also, maybe experiencing just on my own sort of level, and I was like, "Yeah, that's absolutely." I'm, I'm like feeling hot under the collar about the Batman because there's just other stuff going on in my life. But there was, you know, a time when I thought Aquaman was like the greatest movie ever because I was just pleasantly stoned and I had good snacks.
0: Yeah, and Aquaman is one of the best movies ever made.
1: I mean, listen, nothing wrong with Jason Momoa. There's oh, that's n- there's oh. nothing wrong with him. Literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so when you're talking about good snacks, you were mostly talking about...
1: For my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and your mouth? I mean, listen, if he's want wants to me to put my mouth on him, that's a weird thing to say. Let's stop right there.
0: <laughs> oh, man, you're about to take a very nervous sip of your I'm coffee. I'm going
1: to drink my coffee now and stop talking about... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do want to talk about your movie theater snack game last night, though, because I was not only incredibly impressed with your choices, Mm. I had never tried them before and was pleasantly surprised at the delicious taste.
1: Well, you only saw the second half of my snack game. I ate an edible. I walked to the movie theater to meet you and I ate an edible on the way. Shout out Rose. They're this Los Angeles company that make, they have beautiful flour and they also make these cool little kind of like Turkish delights. And I ate one of those on the way to the theater. And then I stopped at, Veggie Grill, which I normally don't like, but I'm trying to be a little healthier right now, so I decided to get some Veggie Grill, and I got a <laughs> fried chicken sandwich. But it was like, you know, chicken, like yeah. not real chicken. And I ate that on the street on my way to the movie theater, like an urchin,
0: just lettuce sliding out onto the sidewalk behind you, yeah. like a trail of cookie crumbs and r- little Red Riding Hood.
1: Yeah, like a like a full on street wave. Like I was like, because I was kind of running late, and I didn't want to eat in the Veggie Grill because it was just too bright, and I was stoned. And I didn't want to sneak it into the movie theater because I was feeling anxious about anyone calling me out on anything right now. It's
0: weird when I sneak into the movie theater, like I used to do it where I'd, I've talked about it on here where like you wear a hoodie so you can fit a whole foot long subway sub <laughs> in the front pocket, yeah. but but you're not even sneaking it because one, everyone can smell it. It's a very distinct smell. So yeah. I feel you on like walking through the theater with a chicken sandwich in your bag is not
1: yeah, on the up and up. Yeah, someone's going to know. And well, I think I've talked about on here when I was with um, my boyfriend at the time who snuck a whole pizza into a, a times square movie theater and he got stopped and they were like sir <laughs> we can see the box and he was like what are you talking about and it was it was an amazing total Wait, was, brazen move was
0: the box on its side like so it was like up and down he was wearing in the it like a teenage
1: mutant ninja turtle shell like oh, strapped so to his funny. back it was very impressive and he had this like big red furry coat and i think he he totally just believed that he could get away with it And uh, he was like truly shocked. It was really funny. His innocent face almost had them convinced. And they were like, "No, sir, we can, Uh, we can see that you have an entire pizza." But
0: that's so amazing because had he made it into the theater and just was like posting up with a whole pizza to watch a flick, that's a dream come true.
1: I mean, he yeah, he had a whole plan. And it involved eating an entire pizza backpack in the movie theater. pizza. You uh,
0: do. If you're going to have a pizza company these days, you got to put straps on it like a backpack. Listen, Rule number one. That
1: would be a great gimmick for a fucking pizza company. Like, you can just wear it into the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and then they could serve milkshakes in um, bags that they could just put straws in. And then I could put the milkshakes in my bra. hmm Listen. I'm going to make this happen. It sounds great. This This is awesome. This is
0: a movie theater starter pack that we all need. Not even starter. This is like pro pack.
1: It's better than me horking veggie grill standing outside a movie theater and looking truly like I'm in like some Dickens novel. Like, what is wrong with this girl? (laughs) (laughs) I was just high and I didn't know where to eat. And so I ended up just eating on the street, which is fine. It's not that I object to that. I've never objected to that. I love street food. I love eating standing on the street, but I did feel like I was wolfing it down with some measure of guilt because it was like just such a big thing to eat standing. Yeah, It wasn't like hand food. You I know? don't
0: think that anyone talks about street speed either. Like there's right. a there's a bit of like a speed panic that I have when I mm-hmm. eat on the street where I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel appropriate in some weird way. So like right. the speed at which I eat when I'm on the street is... Uh, equally as inappropriate and probably gross to look at.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that was part of it was just, I was just <laughs> feeling very self-conscious and like. Mm. Do you ever make yeah. that
0: sound when you're eating and it goes, <laughs> like, because yeah. you, like, you forgot to <laughs> breathe, like air got in the way?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> but anyway, so that was the first half of it. And then I got into the theater and then I got a um, bag of something that I'd never had before, which were cookie dough dots covered in that like weird magic style chocolate and you could get them regular temperature or frozen, which I don't really understand, but they also had frozen junior mints. So I think they're just trying to do something for stoners because I was like, woo. Yeah, like, like if they had cold. Reese's
0: pieces in the freezer, I'd go I'd go, I think cold candy rocks. You'd go frozen. I really like cold candy.
1: I, I did do. want I want what I really wanted was dippin' dots because those things are fucking insane. But um so I got these cookie dough dots and then I got um soda, and I think what you're talking about is my mix, right? Was yeah, that what you're gonna ask? That was me about? delicious. Uh, caffeine free Diet Coke, half and half regular and vanilla,
0: regular Coke and vanilla Coke,
1: all caffeine free, all Diet. Oh. But there was there was like an array of flavors because AMC is like Willy Wonka for soda heads, so that yeah. was so good. It was really good, man. It was I better than the movie. It, no. <laughs> <laughs> How was the
0: movie? Oh, this Diet. Caffeine-free. Her
1: mix was just <laughs> great. And her edible was awesome. And that weird fried chicken sandwich that she ate on the street? Delicious. <laughs> what Batman? about Robert
0: Pattinson's back?
1: No. I mean, his back is fine. He did a nice job. He's. I'm not against him. The, I think the only person who really, for me, knocked it out of the park with that... I mean, well, Zoe Kravitz was pretty fucking amazing. But um, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Like was perfect in every way for me that like he was like nefarious and scary and weird and cool to look at and also funny and i don't know yeah so he for me he was the he was the best part but i don't i don't you know obviously i was wrong people disagree with me
0: well let's have everyone weigh in if you liked batman or didn't like batman yeah hit us up let us know why
1: hit us up why do you think that um the riddler said that he was bad at things but then also was good at other things (laughs) this is a a plot hole that i had a really big problem with and i don't want to give any spoilers i know but you
0: also didn't need to stand up and yell it at the screen from the back row Mary Jane <laughs> <Wait> that was <laughs> <a second. laughs> so mad <laughs> um, um those cookie dough those cookie cookie dough bits rocked mm-hmm. I, I would like to call out one thing before we get to the news Yes. and that is that i got my big big tub of popcorn because i am an AMC stubbs member nice. and um they send me premier discounts and like uh, um they might want me to be president of the premier membership one day like right. we're in talks about being AMC mayor, like a lot of things in the works.
1: Well, I mean, when I showed up, they said, are you here with Mike Glazer? And I said, yes. And then they showed me to a private room yeah. to wait for you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, cool. know,
0: it was very, it's very cool. I'm very powerful. Um, But when I got my big, big tub of popcorn, I think that they've changed their popcorn recipe because the kernels feel lighter. The popcorn doesn't feel as like oily, buttery, and dense. It has mm. like a it's a, I, I think they've changed their kernel. Like maybe it's a supply chain kernel issue. I don't know, but I do feel like it is a lighter, less tasty, uh, less structural integrity popcorn that they're using these days. It feels cheaper.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah some GMO shit instead of that heirloom popcorn that they used to use. Maybe. I really think
0: so. Yeah. yeah, it'd be so interesting to like track the track kernels over time at, Who is at the movie supplier. theaters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so interesting. When we watched Breaking Bread and the tortilla maker was talking about the heirloom corn that he is specifically sourcing to make his incredible tortillas and the different tastes and flavors of that, you know, like, I mean, that's the thing, like, like, uh, Chef Troy was saying you lose everything with monoculture and you lose like, you know, all of the genetics and all of the flavor and all of the, um, nutritional benefits too.
0: Absolutely. So it'd
1: be interesting to like take this popcorn to a lab and be like, what's the deal? Is it just GMO nonsense?
0: I think so. So too, because I know I'm not getting stronger, but the bucket even felt lighter. Maybe you are getting stronger. No, there's no way. Have you been doing push-ups? I've done one. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Yeah. Well, um, so if you work at Monsanto, too, DM us.
1: Right. Yeah. Let us know what's going on with your popcorn takeover. Yep. Please. We object. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you want to get to the news?
1: Yeah. Let's get to the Grubla Gazette. This is a cool story this week. It is about uh, the company Dr. Bronner's, the famous soap company. And Dr. Bronner's is now offering psychedelic treatment to workers as a part of their health care benefits expansion. So people who work for the Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps Company are now able to access psychedelic assisted treatment as part of that expansion with uh, because of the pro reform goals of the company's CEO, David Bronner. They announced the partnership with the nonprofit healthcare organization, Enthea, which uh, specializes in ketamine assisted therapy. And um, it's kind of groundbreaking. Um, Dr. Bronner CEO David Bronner told Marijuana Moment in a phone interview we're hoping that in providing this for our employees not only are we going to provide a really necessary tool for them but we will also inspire businesses to similarly look into partnering with India and provide the same kind of psychedelic assisted therapy benefit Um, they anticipate that it's starting with ketamine but that soon it will include other things like MDMA and psilocybin and I should have said this uh, story is being reported from MarijuanaMoment.net
0: This is huge huge, huge, pretty amazing.
1: I mean, you know, I think everyone needs access to mental health resources right now, everyone on the planet. And so to have access to resources like this as part of a healthcare package is just really forward thinking and really, really incredible. Of course, if you need things that are pharmaceuticals, uh, that that's supported as well. But this is a great alternative.
0: And I want to say, I've heard a little bit of blowback on the story where it's like, ooh, the hippy dippy soap company is going to give you free ketamine. Yo, Fuck you! (laughs) Shut up. This is so important, and the idea of like getting rid of shame around mental health and using whatever like access you have to whatever like I don't want to say medicine because I don't know if ketamine would fall under medicine for me because I've never tried it, but like the idea of like whatever you need to make yourself better is important. So thank you to Dr. Bronner's and everyone who's like oh soap, blah blah blah. Fuck off.
1: (laughs) Yes. Exactly. And it's, you know, I think it's truly one of those um, situations where, you know, people are finding that psychedelic therapies are working for them when other therapies have not. And we can't ignore their experiences or their stories. And I think that's the really important thing about opening up access to these um, substances is for research so we can have clinical data to support. You know hopefully you know people's great experiences and also know what to look out for if people are going to have not great experiences yeah i've heard
0: that i have some friends who swear by ketamine treatment save their life
1: i've also spoken to some people that it didn't work for yeah you know so exactly i mean i've i've spoken pretty openly about my use of um, psilocybin for microdosing and also for Macrodosing and I've also used LSD in both ways and I have found a lot of benefits from both I also really rely sometimes on MDMA so you know in addition to all of the other therapeutic things that I do for myself I've been pretty open about using psychedelics for therapy and it's been really really helpful for me
0: Have you worked somewhere where you had health insurance? Yes, I have. <laughs> how how is that?
1: It's great. I mean, I pay for health insurance right now just cuz I have to, but um I had incredible health insurance through the Actors Equity uh, Fund when I, when I was uh, working full-time as an actor and man, it was awesome.
0: Okay, so something like this as a part of a healthcare package. Yeah. Like most of these places cuz I haven't been a part of a corporation for right. so long. Like when you're looking at healthcare packages, something like this is is it- like
1: Hugely attractive. Okay. Yeah. I have a really good friend actually that I was just hanging out with the other day, and she was saying, you know, one of the biggest, coolest parts of her, of her awesome job that she has is the benefits package because she's able to have her partner and all of her partner's dependence on her health insurance, even though they're not married. And um, that it's just like, it's really great because it's getting people, you know, keeping people healthy. And ultimately, that will lead to you know a more productive workforce which i think you know it's it's so short-sighted of you know all these organizations who are like we healthcare isn't a right it's a privilege it's like n- n- no i mean if everyone were healthy <laughs> You guys would probably make more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can right? we just like fold that into the system? Yeah. Folks, but you know, it's great. I just think this is really cool. And I think uh, David Bronner is obviously a fascinating person. I mean, you and I got to chat with him briefly a while back. And, um, you know, it'd be cool to have him on uh, to hear more about this. So I would love we'll, to chat with him. we'll them. reach out.
0: Totally. Yeah. Cool. Good news story, Mary Jane.
1: That's the is that
0: Also, I love it because I think last week I was doing um, how Papa John's has... Um, breadsticks with hemp on them and you brought it around to universal healthcare and so now I see why you chose a healthcare story this week to really uh, double down on what I should be looking into as news stories possibly
1: I mean yeah it's just you know like I uh, yeah I I love healthcare I mean I'm Canadian (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> like, not not to give too much away about my, my mother's private life, but uh, something happened this week where I was like, thank God for universal health care, because, she, you know, she had people show up and help her when she needed it, and it wasn't like a scary $25,000 bill, you know? So They even
0: tucked her into bed, I heard, and she's like, okay now.
1: They did. Yes, she is. She's doing fine.
0: I love that Canadian health care involves... Tucking you into bed.
1: Yeah, warm meal and a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a very
0: exclusive package where you can either get a um, tight tuck, a mm-hmm. loose tuck, mm-hmm. a forehead kiss, a cheek kiss. Um, we'll put socks on your feet. We'll change your socks for you. Yeah.
1: I had a spa day for myself the other day where I got a full-on um, scrub and massage at the place that I've, I've gone a couple of times now, this amazing place here in L.A. called We Spa. And she did everything but kiss me. And I felt like at the very end, <laughs> like she sat me up. I'm completely naked. I've been sliding around on this table getting scrubbed and oiled and brushed. And she washed my hair. She put frozen cucumber on my face. And at the very end, she did this little like, and kind of like flipped me up. And I was like, where's my kiss? <laughs> it's the only thing I need. I just need a little kiss that's so good
0: <laughs> you want to talk about a little kiss uh shout out to sumo snacks i'm going to be uh, eating their classic cheese puffs this time it's a 10 milligram bag um which to me is the perfect sparkly kiss of like edibles i love a 10 mg and the fact that i can eat a whole bag of chips that are delicious and get a little bit high from it so check out sumo snacks at sumosnacks.com order yourself a free sample get a free sample see what you think of them i don't think it'll be infused but you know if you like chips These are great chips.
1: It's, you know, the greatest thing about edibles in a bag where there's like 10 milligrams in a bunch of, you know, like however many chips are in that bag, it enables you to titrate your experience and start really, really, really low. And I truly did not know until I moved to Los Angeles that I would love edibles more than anything because I'd always had kind of a weird time, you know, like so many of us had like that, you know. (laughs) <laughs> Look, this guy like, from
0: Santa Cruz just gave me tiny brownie pieces and said, just take one. Just be careful. Just like, be careful. Yeah,
1: I've I've seen. I mean, I've talked about my experience at the Catskills cabin where all of my friends were just lying on the floor groaning for eight hours. And I cooked dinner and I uh, saved the day. But it was, you know, so moving to L.A. and I think it was a Petra Mint from Kiva. was the first like super low dose two milligram edible that I'd ever had. And I took it before work because I was feeling stressed and I walked to work and I remember on the way to work stopping because this tree was blowing in the wind and I just stopped and I watched the tree and then I had this realization of like, oh my God, that's what this is doing. It's just giving me just the lightest little breath of like okay i can just be present i can be actually more present and more productive which is another i i almost made that the news story this week the study just came out that um cannabis consumers are actually more productive in some cases and the like, whole idea of the stereotype of being like a stoner on the couch is
0: Nonsense. Just nonsense. It helps me focus. It helps me dial in. And I'm going to be honest. I eat these sumo snacks a lot, and I usually eat half a bag. Yeah. And it's the perfect sparkle that like lifts my freaking mood. I love them so much, and it's because I uh, I need to I need to be high to clear out my fucking cabinets mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying like there's so many distractions there's so much shit going on all the time that when I'm high I'm no longer interested in my phone I'm no longer interested in what's going on in social media like it helps me just dial in what I need to get done so that I can do it
1: that's really nice and it, honestly for me right now no, for me right now I mean I. so I'm taking a month leading up to my birthday to really try and um, breathe and reflect about a bunch of things and that little low dose kind of it's like it unhooks the fish hooks of the world from me so I can actually just sit and try and practice any of the things that I've been trying to implement for a long time of mindfulness of just letting my breath be and just be fully present and I really feel like I do that better with a low dose of edibles in my body so Mm -hmm. yeah two to five milligrams of of a bag of sumo or any other kind of like you know, delicious edible. It's just, it's just about perfect, and it's giving me a lot of peace right now. Yeah. yeah.
0: Be your own healthcare package. Is be there anything own, in no, 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 that doesn't make sense. All right, forget <laughs> no. it. Never Universal mind. Universal
1: healthcare for all. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, you're <laughs> <With> right. Free weed, <laughs> as the benefit. <laughs> I love that.
0: You're gonna be mayor of AMC if you keep this up.
1: Oh man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh What else? What else?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. What else? What else? We have an amazing guest to get to. Should we do? Buds of the week. Buds of the week. Yeah. Let's
0: do buds of the week. Okay. This is. I. I love how this uh, intro in particular is like celebrating not only small businesses but self-starters and people who are like starting for some starting something for themselves and like seeing it through. Because I feel like Rome is such a. Uh, I don't know. He's he's just like a really inspirational person for me. So yeah. do you want to go first or second with you, your bud? You go first. Cool, because that was tying into my Bud of the Week this week. So I've been doing a lot of shows with uh, two guys. One of them is named Ben. One of them is named Tony. And in particular, I want to shout out Tony and his wife and their small dispensary on Melrose. So this is going to be a lot of information, but I'm going to start with follow at 64 and hope. That's the Instagram, at 64andHope. So it is a, uh, Tony's wife got a social equity license here. They got a spot across from Pink's Hot Dogs on Melrose, an amazing spot to have a cannabis dispensary, but it's just the two of them. And they're trying to do it all on their own. And so I just wanna shout out this tiny dispensary that has great products by two people who are trying to do it the right way here in Los Angeles in a very hot location, But that doesn't mean that it's easy. And it doesn't mean they're getting taxed from left, right, and center. And so it's just really important to me to shout out Tony, shout out his wife, and shout out their dispensary at 64 and Hope on Melrose.
1: That's awesome. Do you know his wife's name?
0: Yeah. His wife's name is Bird. Bird? Mm -hmm. B Y R D.
1: Whoa. That's awesome. I'm so excited to go check it out. Yeah. And what, do you know what the hours are when they're open? Does yeah. it say Yeah, actually I there? have
0: it on here. Hold on one second. Let me pull it up.
1: And where exactly it is? Because I want to stroll on by. That sounds like it's probably walking. So distance it's
0: 6803 me. six, oh, Melrose Avenue. Okay. Which is so freaking close. Yeah, and, and the hours are 10 to 10
1: oh wow that's great yeah 10 to 10 10 to 10 that's fantastic
0: and so we were smoking some Jeter uh, after the show the other night and I was like where is this from he's like it's from my dispensary dog and I was like dang dude this is
1: fire that's so cool yeah awesome vote of the week Well, my vote of the week this week is, um, I looked them up because when we were interviewing Rome, I was like, oh, I have a great friend in Oregon doing cool stuff, and I just wanted to shout her out. My friend, Jennifer Bloser, dear friend of my sister Caroline's, and I've known her a really long time, and she and her husband, Marcus, have this incredible company called Oregon Coast Wasabi, and they are wasabi farmers in Oregon and they sell out their crop like every year when they plant and harvest their crop is sold out before harvest even they're doing incredible work all of the chefs in the Pacific Northwest are really excited to get their product in because there's very little um like domestically grown wasabi in this country and so follow them at Oregon Coast Wasabi on IG they are North America's preeminent producer and purveyor of premium real wasabi they're a super fun follow. Um, Jen also has this crazy greyhound that makes an appearance on her IG. Uh, they're just really good, cool, incredible people. And I've always wanted to go and tour their farm. So this is also low key me being like, What's up, Jen and Marcus? <laughs> we want to come through. <laughs> I'm, yo, I know
0: everybody wants to like have a house in New York and a house in LA, but I'm trying to have like a Washington, Oregon spot and just like Listen. keep it on the Pacific Northwest.
1: You, years ago, I remember uh, a friend of mine was like, If I could do it, he would, he said uh New York in the spring and the fall LA in the winter and Seattle in all all summer long like Fuck Seattle yeah. Oregon all summer long yeah i think that's about right
0: all right let's go to that wasabi farm let's do we'll it we'll go get weed at 64 and hope and then we'll go work on a wasabi farm for a summer
1: and we'll stop and we'll uh hang out with rome in portland and eat some food and kick it let's go yeah!
0: <laughs> well rome is amazing please 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 click all of the links in our show description follow rome watch his uh cooking videos on youtube at food 52 delicious chill Just a real pleasing, pleasing, pleasing conversation that we had today.
1: Yeah, he's doing really cool stuff, and hes um, I'm just excited to watch him keep going. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, without further ado, here is our interview with...
1: Rome Bruno. Mike, I know you love a really good buzz.
0: MJ... You really do know me.
1: Well, if you're on the road doing comedy, I was thinking and if you travel to a state where weed is still illegal, you might think there aren't a lot of options for you to bring along with you safely. No
0: way! I'm here to tell you that no matter where you are, you do have options with Quinn.
1: Quinn is an alt-cannabinoid brand that is selling real THC products, everything from edibles to vapes. And they ship to all 50 states. How
0: do they do that? Well, it's because their THC products are all extracted from hemp. It's amazing. It
1: is amazing. All Quinn products are third party tested, and they only use the cleanest ingredients to give you a quality high.
0: A must try is their extra potent 200 milligram delta 9 syrup. It's the THC we all know and love, but it's legal in all 50 states.
1: Because it's derived from hemp. And you can use our coupon code to get twenty-five percent off your next order. Just type in weed and grub at checkout.
0: Go to my Quinn. That is w that is m. Wow, I looked at the M and it was upside down and I said W. <laughs> what is wrong with my mind? That is M Y Q W I N dot com. MyQwin.com my and use promo code weed and grub to get twenty-five percent off.
2: If you're in any of the fifty states, let's go. Let's
0: go. Rome, what's happening? Thanks for hanging with us.
2: Thank you for having me. Oh, this is uh, my second podcast I've ever done. So, very excited. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so surprising because, as I'm just going to be real, as soon as I watched you on Food52's YouTube, I kind of fell in love and was like, I kind of want to get to know this person a bit better. Mm-hmm. So, it's wild that you've only done two pods instead of a million.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the same thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I, I did find you through making those delicious looking egg rolls on food 52 but Mm -hmm. i think you've been in the culinary game now for like at least 10 years right
2: yeah 10 11 years it's been a you know a very long time got into it uh by chance honestly um i left school at a really young age i left high school in ninth grade right uh school just wasn't my thing it was a lot of stuff going on at home and I decided to start working to help my brother out. I was a janitor for a while, and then I started dishwashing. I got myself uh, an iPhone. I think it was, like, the 4 or 4S. I thought I had, like, the most powerful machine in my hand at that time. And I, <laughs> I went on Craigslist, and I started looking for jobs. You know, I was like, what can I do with my limited skill set? And I started dishwashing, and um Ended up meeting some really cool people that put me on in the culinary world to this day. So, You, know.
1: you grew up in New York, right?
2: Yeah, New York, New York City, uh, in the Chelsea area, so like the west side. Like, oh, right.
1: I used to live at 25th and 8th. I lived in, in Chelsea for like seven, eight years.
2: Oh, wow. I lived on 19th Street and 9th Avenue. I don't know. It's like a little baby park by my building. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But...
1: Yeah. So, what, what restaurant did you start dishwashing at? What was your first gig?
2: Uh, Taqueria Diana. It was in St. Mark's. It's still there. I think they have a few different locations like in Brooklyn and all that now. But, uh, yeah, I was a dishwasher there. I met, uh, this dude named Ryan Chinchilla. Still my friend to this day. He was the sous chef there. He had just moved from San Francisco to New York. I think he was staying in his, no lie, he was staying like in his friend's closet. In his room or something like that. He was like, I just got here. Like, I'm looking for a spot. And at that time, me and my brother were uh, renting out some rooms in our apartment very, you know, low key. And uh, we offered him a room there. And he just, like, put me on. He was like, yo. Uh, he would have me prep stuff while I was, like, washing dishes. He was just, like, a really cool young guy. Like, he would help me take the trash out. We would smoke a little bit. when we would be down there, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just, let, he, like, gave me projects to do. It was just, like, dude, like, I see what's going on back home. Cooking is something you can do where people will teach you something, and you'll actually get paid to do it. Because I always thought you had to go to school for it. Like, honestly, I didn't know you can just, like, some people will take you on. So that was my first gig.
0: What was it for you that, like, made you show up every single day? Did you fall in love with it right away? Or was it like, man, someone's given me an opportunity that doesn't involve going to history class. I'm just going to see how far mm. this can go.
2: Yeah, so for me, honestly, even for dishwashing and um, when I was at janitor, I worked for this company, a, uh, ABM, out uh, in New York. Um, it was more like a survival thing, honestly. Like, I knew what my what my options were and it sounds very sad and like, you know, but I just knew like, hey, I'm just like, what some of my friends and my brothers were going through, I was like, hey, I need to like keep this job and like have, I need to have money for myself to get on the train eat and luckily working in kitchens you can like get food you can take food home after Uh, so it was for survival for me even when i started prep cooking i prep cooked that like my first official kitchen job was at this place called brooklyn fair i'm not sure if are any of you familiar with it at all Mm -mm. no like it was like a three michelin star restaurant in new york whoa Very, mm -hmm, very brooklyn though it was like in a supermarket or something it was like weird (laughs) <laughs> but I did, I prepped the food for like the market area. So not the actual fancy restaurant, but it was just survival. Honestly, it was like at first.
0: Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Mary
2: Jane, Did
1: you please. find that joining like that kind of world that it gave you a, a kind of a structure that, that maybe you hadn't found in school that you really, that you, that you just worked within better, that you felt better mm-hmm. about?
2: Yeah. Honestly, it was like, uh, the idea of like knowing you... So I used to suck at like picking herbs, like the simplest things, trying to shift them knot and keep my knife straight. I like literally had callus on my uh, on my hand from holding the knife for so long. But I think it was the, the beauty of like learning something, seeing how far you're getting in it and like how good you're getting and you can move on to the next thing. It was like kind of like an RPG or something like that, you know? Yeah. It's like addictive. It
0: is. I think mm-hmm. there's like... I've talked about it on this podcast before, but like for me washing dishes is, is so satisfying and soothing because mm-hmm. it's like you start with a project and then you have closure mm-hmm. and it's all, it's all like tactile and in your hand. So you can see that plate like getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And mm-hmm. there's something so satisfying for that for me. So it sounds like, I don't know, maybe you're good. Like you like, you like projects, like you like yeah. working mm-hmm. with your hands. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and like this high school I went to was like a performing art school. Um, so some things I was interested in, like for a while, I wanted to like do some writing and stuff. But the whole thing at high school in itself, I just like did dumb things. Like I was like caught, I got caught smoking weed like in the staircase, and I got kicked out of that that place. And drinking too, I got kicked out of that high school and went to a different one. But. Yeah, I got suspended for
0: drinking at school and smoking weed at school, too. I got expelled my senior year. Uh Uh, Crazy. Nonsense, man. Crazy.
2: Uh I was like, what? You're going to do that to me? For what? What
0: No. Uh (laughs) You think that high school matters? Uh Y'all, come on. (laughs) Look at euphoria now,
2: man. They're going crazy. We just about to smoke some weed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, people learn differently. And I I learned that later on in life, like I said, through cooking. Like, wow, I I really like to be hands on with that thing in front of me. Someone giving me some direction too, you know, something to look up to. I looked up to a lot of chefs in my like career. So having that too, and like a field I'm like in and I was doing okay in was like, just kept me going back to definitely different environment.
1: Did one of your chefs give you an opportunity to develop a dish for a menu at some point?
2: Uh, yes. So that happened years later. I helped Ryan, the same person that got me into cooking. He moved back to San Francisco and a few years later, he opened a place and called a uh, Horse Feather, and he invited me out to New York from New York uh, to go there and like be a sous chef, which was crazy. This had to be like 2015 or something like 2015, 16 or something like that. So, that was like my first time actually put in uh, like a dishes on a menu that wasn't like family meal or something like that.
0: What was that like? Because you. If I'm tracking this right, you went from mm-hmm. dishwashing to I went janitor work. Janitor,
2: uh huh. And I was very young doing that. Like my brother is like the head of a. I know I'm going all over the place, but I know my brother's like the head of a like a security company where they get concierges to go into buildings. He knew someone from APM. I was like 16 at the time. He was like, "Hey, could you like get my brother like a job?" Pretty much. That's how. So I was very young to, uh, doing that. <laughs>
0: Did it feel, I mean, I like being all over the place. We smoke weed. Like, this is just, mm-hmm. you chop it up and you hang out. You know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs> <laughs> I did What's, have a little drinky drink, too. I don't know if we could, got a little soda, a little weed soda, action. Ooh. Ooh, oh, what I is guess. that? This is, our, this is magic number. So this is, they're not paying me for this either. This is a THC infused Coca-Cola. Tastes like RC Cola. Ooh. You're in up. Oregon,
1: right? Oh,
0: uh-huh. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to book stand-up shows up there right now. We should all kick it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's on pod, so y'all heard yeah. it. Now we're mm-hmm. hanging out.
2: <laughs> like, remember you said that thing? Remember? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, so we wanted to track the your... The, so you went to the first time where you're a sous chef at Horse Feather and you're developing dishes for that mm-hmm. menu. And then what was the next step?
2: So I worked there for about a year and a half. Uh, ended up going back home and seeing, um, like hanging out with my family a lot of things happened when I decided to come back home. Uh, and then I just started working in, like, normal restaurants after that. I worked at, like, Mission Chinese for a little bit. Um, I was think I was in New York for, like, two years. I worked there. I worked at, um, it's, like, random restaurants. And then I ended up moving to Seattle, pretty much, from there. <laughs> wow. Wow,
1: well, what prompted that move?
2: Um, Just a change of scenery, honestly. Like, I'm not that well versed of like a tra- a traveler like I've been to like California, I went to like Maine for a little bit, Portland, Maine, and I just decided to go to Seattle and see what was up. I read a the, lot of good things.
1: Was the legal weed scene an enticement at all? Was that part of your decision, or was it just about like going somewhere beautiful with great food?
2: Going somewhere beautiful, with great food, great nature. Not the food. Not the not the bud. It's so crazy. Like you work. I mean, ten years
0: is ten or eleven years is ten or eleven years, but you work quick in a bunch of different types of cuisine. Is it like Mediterranean, Michelin starred, starting in a Mexican restaurant? Like, is it kind of all the same in terms of what you need to do for that job? And you're just like learning about those flavors or like how do you you adapt between all of these different restaurants and all these different styles?
2: I guess you could make it applicable to like painting or something like that. It's like you get the tools and the techniques of, like, how to cook, how to do a stock, how to, like, the basics, the basic, the six mother sauces, uh, different cuts, things like that. So, you're going in there with those same skills, but you just have to, like, you're just working with different flavors at that point, different colors, if that makes sense. So That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, like, learning. Like, I I would say I'm not, like, a master at one type of cuisine. If anything, I would say it's more, like, comfort food, like, southern comfort food, food. Uh, just comforting food in general but i would say munchy food man munchy food no one for real mm-hmm. that's
0: how i see it and i'm not trying to put that i'm not trying to put your flavors on you but i see all your recipes all over the internet and i'm like ooh, ooh.
1: yeah we were just looking at your uh, <laughs> your c- caramel brown butter apple cake with uh, mm-hmm. rso infusion and i was like that's got to be the most comforting, and like we'll kiss you on the forehead and put you right to bed. Mm-hmm. And that's what
2: <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch yesterday. I don't normally, I don't normally like cook with marijuana in my food like that. I would say I've probably done it like a handful of times.
0: Yeah, but like, like taking all those cuisines and then putting them back into what is comforting to you, like your, mm-hmm. your. I'm gonna go to your um, your spam that you just made with this like gooey drippy cheddar cheese like jesus fucking christ what the fuck mm-hmm. like <laughs> are you are you just like do you just like walk around and you're like i think i have all the tools now to make the food that i want to eat and now i just got to figure out how to how to do it like what's your process like to make these delicious dishes
2: so when i'm conceptualizing the dish it usually comes from like uh It comes from nostalgia for me. It's a few different places. I can get inspired by like a TV show, an older TV show, newer one. Uh, Music, definitely not a nostalgic feelings I have for food. Like everyone has, I'm from the hood, bro. Like spam is regular. You feel me? We have spam in the morning with rice, uh, souve, all that stuff. So I think, yeah, I do have the tools now. I just have to like pull from a place where I actually care about that thing I'm making for like, for the videos, if that makes sense, where it's like, okay, like, I like to have a story with what I'm cooking.
1: Can you talk about how you came to be cooking on camera now? Like, the, that's the most amazing next step in your journey is that everyone mm-hmm. Everyone can look you up and just watch you make these awesome recipes. What is it like to cook on camera, and how did you get there?
2: Uh, it's crazy to cook on camera. Honestly, I never would have thought I would have the chance <laughs> to, to do that, and I, it's like, I'm figuring it out. I've been doing it for like almost two years. I'm still figuring things out and learning. It's like the business and like taking on shooting days. Uh, how I got into it was COVID. COVID laid everybody off. I was out of a job. Very scary. You know, I was living on some, some STEMI checks and some savings. Um, yep, yep. So from that, like I was just sitting at home playing a lot of like Zelda switch, not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Cause at one point, We were, like, me and my partner at the time were, like, scared to even go outside. Like, we didn't know what was really happening from just, like, you know what I mean? And I watched a lot of YouTube. Like, Joshua Weissman, I've always been, like, a fan of Maddie Madsen from, like, day one. Um, Even Allison Roman, Bon Appetit, guys.
0: Yeah, Morocco, all Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, And I was always posting food, like, things I was do. Like, during the day, I was cooking a lot. Put on a few LBs, you know what I'm saying? Just the, the quarantine cooking. But people mm-hmm. always be like, wow, like, you should, you should, like, have a show. You should do this. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna try to put myself on camera. So I literally Google, I feel like a SoundCloud rapper right now. I literally Google the, I Google, uh, like, how to get started filming, filming yourself. Like, what equipment would you need? I had, like, a really nicer iPhone. Looked up those things, Amazon did. And just went to it, came up with a dish. I think the first dish I ever made on camera was a halibut ceviche with, like, a charmula at the bottom. It's like a North African, like, herby condiment sauce. Ooh. Goddamn. So like put that out there. And um, people loved it. It was crazy. Uh, so, to go back in the story, while I was working in New York, I worked with some people that ended up doing some cool things for, like, Vice and, and things like that. And one of them reposted me and, like, kind of went crazy from there. They're like,
0: wow, like, you know. That's so cool, especially because I feel like, like each of those people you just mentioned, Maddie, Joshua, like, they all have their thing and their mm-hmm. lane, which, the, you know, anybody who tries to get in that lane is going to be like, oh, you're trying to yell like Maddie or you're trying mm-hmm. to be specific like Josh. Like, mm-hmm. you're the only one in your lane when it comes to cooking videos like it's it's calming and it's delicious and i love to smoke weed and watch you do your thing Mm -hmm. like were you you conscious of all of that when you were creating that video or were you just trying to make something to take some time
2: so i was just honestly making something like i literally yeah i don't know if you guys have seen it still somewhere on my instagram page i just like did it it was i was very quiet i'm a mumbler so a lot of people were like, Wow, well, I can't hear you, but great video. Like, yo, the food <laughs> looks beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I just did it, honestly. And I, I would say later on, especially when I got hit up by Foo52, which happened like a week after that video came out, a producer there hit me up and asked what I would be interested to do a video for them. But as I started doing more and more of that, I became a little bit more aware and more... Focused and tighter with what I was doing on camera, if that makes sense, just to save time and be a little bit more professional.
0: Mm-hmm. Where does weed fit into that? Because I think that was the other thing for me that kind of blew me away about, uh, because you've worked at some massive publications, uh, from like NYT to Food 52, but you also like don't you have a tattoo of a dime bag with a chicken wing in it on your neck?
2: Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. So like, so like
0: have you have you always just been like i'm gonna do this but i'm gonna do it my way with me and they haven't gotten in your way about like weed or how you talk or anything like yeah, that so or is it,
2: yeah so with the actual tattoo on my neck like it's actually some meaning behind that like a lot of people will be like wow it's literally a chicken wing and a dime bag but for me it just like encapsulates like my career and where i've gone with it right like i grew up around some pretty crazy things and uh Instead of doing those things, selling drugs or or anything like that, I decided to like actually sell weed. I mean, actually sell weed a wow, while. I'm really actually sell food. <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah. sell actually sell food, uh, and like take that route. So that's what that means to me. That tattoo, that's fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah.
0: I have another food video question for you because we we've like got gotten to develop some recipes for some like weed companies we made a delicious nacho for a super bowl very proud of it but but do you have like are there like food video checklists that are important to a place like food 52 like i think this needs to have a cheese pull. like it's got to have six layers so that we can have a cross section like when you're developing those recipes are you thinking about the instagram ability of it the youtube cheese pullability of it or is it mm-hmm. just what makes sense
2: yeah i think it's a culmination of like that functionality especially for just like people who are going to try to recreate the dishes at home you want it to be as accessible as possible you want it to taste i would say accessibility first it would with with taste and accessibility and then like definitely if it's a definitely the aesthetic of it too just what is going to look like that cheesy pool that you're talking about or like different colors, a layer thing. It, it's like, I just try to have all those things in mind when I'm doing it. So I want people to make my, you know, make my dishes. And I want them to like take pictures of it, you know, take pictures of it too. And like, just love it. So,
1: Can I ask you about what your uh, pandemic pantry looked like? Like, what did you have as a secret ingredient? What did you have that you would whip out when you were like, I'm going to blow everyone's taste buds away with this?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, I would say... Sasson maybe. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. No, uh-uh. what's it's, that? Uh, it's pretty much, it's like a, a, it's made by Goya. It's made by different companies, but the one I, I used for a while was from Goya. Uh, and it's pretty much like MSG with a seed in it. I think it has some onion and garlic powder and some other spices in it. But uh, with the annatto it turns things red. If you ever had like uh, red rice and beans or like pork shoulder or something like that, I would like to like put that seasoning on it. Change the color a bit. But also give it just like a familiar flavor. Uh, I've grew up off eating eating that, so I'm a lot of that. Oh uh, no, Sasson. the spice mix. Oh uh, nice. yeah. Um, I don't know. We had I remember like a lot of Trader Joe's. We had a lot of like fruit leather. Uh, a lot of like simple dishes where it would be like a veggie, something with veggie, a starch and meat. I'm very simple like that when I just cook for myself really quick. It's like some rice, some like green beans, chicken, some onions, pearl onions or something. I'm very simple like that. Nice.
1: Did you ever get creative with uh, popcorn toppings? I feel like I experimented with some weird popcorn flavors during the <laughs> pandemic when I was like, oh, no, my, my cabinet is out of everything, but I'm stoned, and I just have popcorn. What am I going to put on it?
2: <laughs> I think one time I crushed sp- uh, spicy nacho cheese Doritos and like put that as a seasoning. Like, oh. Yeah hit that yes. in the Vitamix and then just sprinkle that all over some popcorn. This is
0: now a good time to say shout out to Sumo, one oh, of yeah. our sponsors. <laughs> yes, who they're has
1: weed-infused cheese puffs.
0: Weed-infused cheese puffs. Put it on your popcorn. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Holy
0: cow. What, how do you feel about their elote seasoning? Who's elote seasoning? Cheetos, Trader, they have that? At Trader Joe's, they have an elote I have, seasoning.
2: I have not tried that. I, haven't, I know it's a lot of things that are going viral on TikTok that they have, like cookie butter. Something oh. like that. Like, I tried that cookie butter ice cream. I'm not a fan, you know? Nope. I love Trader Joe's and everything, but just wasn't a fan of that or chocolate hummus. I'm just yeah. like, how do I, what do I eat that with? I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah, those TikTok bats. Even are...
2: the cat is like, what? Yeah, yeah, what do you
1: do with that? That's Bobo. He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you.
0: He's like so chill, and then he hears about chocolate hummus and just, he's he's like, like, Ugh. shut <laughs> that shit down. <laughs> um what about uh what about i've got to talk about i know we are coming up i got to talk about your t-shirt game a little bit
2: okay
0: it's incredible. What,
2: what, what's what's up with my t-shirt game what's, what, what's
0: up i'm jealous of every shirt you wear i don't i don't know where you find all of these amazing like you have a dolly Parton shirt i think that i was like god damn that's an amazing shirt you're wearing pleasures right now like oh yeah <laughs> your, your fashion is awesome
2: thank you i appreciate that uh yeah I love clothes uh one of my friends, one of my good friends is like a creative director stylist type of dude, so he's always like putting me on to stuff and talk about clothes you know yeah is
0: but, that is there is there is there like good thrifts or things out in portland or like where i am just looking for secret little treasure troves stores
2: so definitely i love to go to the bins definitely got to bring some gloves for that but the bins is have you, do you know what that is the bins' no. Are you familiar with it so it's like The other stuff that didn't really get passed on to Goodwill. So it's a lot of people, a lot of collectors, surprisingly, a lot of young people uh, pretty much in this big ass building. They pull out bins of clothes. It's like they have it sectioned off where it's like DVDs, books and whatever. But you pretty much go through the bins and like see what you can find. Like that's a really big thing. That was a big thing in Seattle. Definitely like a big thing here. Yeah. And they charge you, I think, by, like, the, the pound or something like that. So you can find, like, some dope stuff, like, for cheap. I know some people that found, like, Prim, even though Prim is, like, uh eh, now, but, like, Prim and, like, cool stuff. Um, that, Goodwill, uh, a lot of resale places here. Uh, yeah, Buffalo Exchange, stuff like that.
1: That's awesome. I feel like that's the way the future, in so many ways, with, like, this generation coming up, especially what's like, Let's not spend a bunch of money on stuff we don't need. Let's look at what already exists and figure mm-hmm. out how to work with that. It's awesome.
2: Just like yeah, if it's used or it's nothing wrong with that at all.
1: Yeah.
0: Is there anything you're mad about? You seem you seem like life's pretty good. You is there anything that's got you in a huff these days?
2: In my personal life?
0: I mean, we don't know each other that well. That's up to yeah. you how, how yeah, deep you want to go. Uh, <laughs> or
2: just like the state of the world. Um I'm doing pretty good right now. Um, no, I'm not in my personal, I'm not, it's nothing like that has me angry.
0: Is your family still on the East coast?
2: Yeah. All my family is still on the East
0: coast. Are they, are they, is your family, do they know what you do and what you've created for Mm -hmm. yourself with the people around you? How do they, how do they feel about it? Do they see what, what you're
2: up to? Oh yeah, they definitely do. We keep in contact. Uh, I would say they're proud. They're very supportive. To them, it's just like wow. Like okay, you know what I mean. Like that's, I like did this. Uh, uh, this like workshop for Reed college out here, and like for like a bunch of the freshmen that came in, and like told them about that, and just like they're just like wow, that's crazy. Like I, I'm we're just like so proud of you.
0: Wait, what was that? I saw a couple pictures of it, but you did a college workshop.
2: A, yeah, so it was pretty much a workshop. It was called Building Blocks re college, so it was like I had three dishes that are very that teach simple like technique when it comes to like cutting with a knife, technique when it comes to like watching your heat, different fats, what to cook with, pans, things like that, and how to reuse things. If you got like a rotisserie chicken, you should save that, put it in a ziploc bag, freeze it. You can make chicken stock from that chicken stock, you can make miso soup, things like that. So I taught that was like a two hour class two weekends ago. Which was the first time I ever did that. Like, which was, that was like the best. That was just like one of the best feelings I, I had in a really long time. It's a blessing to do any of this. Come on here, vibe with y'all, cook. So I feel blessed if anything to answer your question. There's a lot of crazy things going on in the world, uh, and it's scary. So if I can bring joy to people through a video or like through a workshop or something like that. That's, like, a blessing to do. So,
1: I truly wish that that, that workshop that you're talking about, the Building Blocks Workshop, was part of every curriculum at some level where kids are coming out of school, you know, high school or trade school or whatever it is to just – there were a few things that I just didn't learn mm-hmm. until way later than, you know, like, I just, I just wish I'd had that class. So that sounds really amazing.
2: Yeah, everyone should, like, learn how to cook for themselves, even if it's, like, basic stuff, you Yeah.
1: Know?
0: On that note, what's your favorite piece of kitchen equipment? And I lo- I would actually love to hear Mary Jane's too, because why don't we, yeah,
2: what's up? Well, we all do a round of that. Uh, okay, let's okay. do it. You go first. <laughs> so I would say my favorite kitchen equipment that I got and I got it really recently too. I got it for Christmas. Is a Vitamix. Ooh. I don't know if you're familiar with that. You can make soup. You can like pure. You can do uh, puree stuff in it. So it's, uh, it's just like a really souped up blender pretty much it's kitchen quality blender but that's my favorite piece of equipment i'm in love with it it's like i got a red and black one sexy
1: yeah we love
2: that uh, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: and it has the thing on top that you the like... little plunger mm-hmm. yeah
1: oh yeah so healthy so good
2: <laughs> so good you put the you yeah. could put the orange in there with the with the ron's on that's what the lady at Costco costco's like hey, you could just put the whole thing and i was like really it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. You make me want
0: to like take the shrimp shells and just throw the shells in there to make a sauce. Dang, Vitamix. I can't go after that. You oh. want me to follow Vitamix? Well,
1: I'll, I'll t- my, my favorite thing is something you gave me, Mike. I have this amazing serrated knife that is this beautiful, long, thin serrated blade. And I use it all the time for so many things. It's just like slicing through a tomato with that knife is very satisfying. Mm-hmm. So that's currently my favorite thing in the kitchen.
2: Serrated knobs are very versatile. People don't know that. I do love cutting tomatoes with that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's such pleasure right there. Like It's
1: I had like a perfect <laughs> big slice of beefsteak uh-huh. with some salt on it. Oh, uh-huh. my God. Forget yeah. about it. No way. What about you, Mike?
0: Damn, y'all. Uh. <laughs> He's like, I want
2: a tomato right now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I, I have... So Mary Jane, for Christmas, got me uh, an 11-in-1 Cuisinart, so it's like an air fryer, it's a steamer, you can do uh, pressure cooking in it. And I've never pressure cooked before, so I'm very excited to try pressure cooking for the first time with that. Because right now, all I'm doing is making like pot stickers and chicken wings in it with the air fryer. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Easy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I'm stoked to, like, actually use it for more than <laughs> <laughs> making grilled cheese and bullshit like that. <laughs>
2: nice. yeah. yeah, you got you got so many things on that, man. Come on. That uh, uh, time,
0: <laughs> it's like you get a Ferrari and you just drive it at 35 because that's mm-hmm. the speed limit. Yeah, it's like, what it are you outside.
2: doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited then, for you, though. For that, I'm excited for you. All those things you're going to be able to do on that. Yeah. I'm excited for you dude.
0: If you have any suggestions of like pressure cooking, steaming mm-hmm. any types of mm-hmm. cuts of meat, anything you're into, uh, please say it
2: now or <laughs> send it say it now. Uh, Anytime. Yeah. Uh for pressure cooking, I like to do like uh, tougher pieces of meat, tougher pieces of meat. I love to do like carnitas in there, which is really easy or, like different stews. I did like a uh, like a drumstick. It was like a play on chicken and, chicken and dumplings. It was like that flavor. But no actual dumplings in it. But uh it's like throwing some drumsticks in there, some bouillon, some veg, some herbs. Ooh. Getting it going. Mm-hmm. I know some like mine has like a saute feature on it too, which is which is nice.
0: Alright, I'll look into that as yeah. well. Oh, I'm gonna find one of your recipes and make it and send you a yeah. pic. I
2: yeah. got some I got some Instapot recipes out there you can check out. You know? hundred uh-huh. percent. <laughs> Sweet. Well-
1: Tell, uh, tell everyone where where they can check you out on all the channels and how to follow you.
2: All right. Wow. So you guys can check me out on Food 52's website and their YouTube channel. Like and subscribe because they are awesome. They're one of the best food companies out here. Uh, you can find you can find some of my uh, videos on New York Times Instagram. You can follow me on Nappy Fried Chicken on Instagram, Nappy Fried with two I's. You can also find me on Delish. I have some videos with them. Amazing, yeah, so dope.
0: Also, it's been awesome to watch your Instagram blow up, blow up, blow up. Like, so many more followers every single day. So many great dishes and recipes on there. It's exciting, man. Do
1: you have? I want to ask just before we go. Do you have a dream collab? Do you want? Do you want someone to come and kick it with you in your kitchen?
2: Uh, a dream collab, yeah. It would probably be Maddie. Maddie, he's like he's like my Jay Z. I love that guy. <laughs> uh so okay. definitely maddie masson for sure yeah
1: yeah it would be great to get you out to like atlantic canada and see you you know like mm-hmm. cooking up some halibut in nova scotia
2: mm-hmm. i would say him and rachel ray i used to have a crush on her when i was a kid me and my mom will always watch that show together uh, but she just makes 30, 30 minute meals 40 dollars a day all that stuff i would definitely love to kick it with her yeah too. her maxim cover whatever <laughs> i didn't even know that look look <laughs> But awesome. I love her show, too. I love her, her show on ABC now, too.
0: That, awesome. That raspy voice. You got me thinking about Rachel Ray now. Well, wow. thanks a lot.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> Look up some $40 forty dollar $40 bills on YouTube, bro. Change your life. Yeah,
1: she can miss.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so all you need is $40. You'll be surprised, bro. How much shit you can get. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Thank you so much. Would you please come back anytime? Like, yeah. if you got something to promote, if you just want to kick it, chop it up. And, uh, like, yeah, please come back.
1: And when you're yeah, in L.A. You. and you can uh, hang out in person, we've got a studio that we record at. It would be great to have you come through and um, hang out in real life. And I'll, I'll try and cook a, a recipe for you and mm-hmm. see what you think. We could all just, get
2: down on some stuff and cook and, and vibe out. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be dope. Would love that. I just
0: got a new chef's knife. Let's use it. I'll cut some tomatoes. That's a
2: to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank uh, thank y'all for having me. This was so so nice and so awesome. Definitely.
0: Uh, you can follow us at weed and grub on Instagram. You can email us at wg at weedandgrub.com. Uh go into the show notes on this one. Click all the links. Click all of Rome's links. Follow, subscribe, like, and cook something for yourself. Treat yourself right.
2: Treat yeah. yourself right, man. A lot of crazy things going on. Yeah. Get uh, get your, get your loved ones and cook some some good, some nice. Exactly. Uh-huh.
0: Bye everyone.
1: Bye.
2: Bye.